My name is Jensen Karp, and I'm a sports fan. So currently, I'm at my wit's end. I'm just endlessly browsing TV channels, hoping to find anything competitive that I haven't seen yet. I'm this close to betting on which neighborhood kid will ride his bike faster at this point. Without any real sports to follow, I continue to talk to athletes and sports industry professionals about what they're doing in quarantine, hoping to figure out if they miss competing as much as I miss watching it. This is the No Sports Report. The work ethic of Cleveland Cavaliers standout star Colin Sexton is well-documented. During his one year at the University of Alabama, before declaring his eligibility for the NBA, school security would call the team's coach Avery Johnson sometimes at 3.30 in the morning because Sexton was still shooting and working out in the gym. Johnson would instruct them, just cut out the lights. Then sometimes Colin would stay at the gym, doing homework under the light of his phone until they turned the power back on a few hours later. Oh, did I mention he got a 4-0 that year? Yeah, the dude's an overachiever, who not only has obsessively dedicated his entire life to the game of basketball, he stepped it up even more when he got to the NBA. And it's paid off. After being picked eighth by the Cavs in 2018, he completed an impressive rookie season, averaging almost 17 points per game. And this year, he quickly became the go-to guy in Cleveland, fronting a young and promising squad into the future. And he was one of the hottest players in the league when it was forced to shut down on March 11th. So on this episode, we talk about what it's like to be iced by COVID-19 and what he had to go through since the Cavs played the Utah Jazz just a few days before Rudy Gobert tested positive. What's it like for someone whose one true pleasure in life is now just gone? We'll find out with Colin Sexton on the No Sports Report. Call from Colin Sexton from the Cleveland Cavaliers. To accept, press 1. Hey, is this Colin? Yeah, this is Colin. How you doing? I'm well, man. I'm so excited to get on the phone with you. I wanted to start off by asking where you have been quarantined. I've been quarantined in Atlanta with my family. Okay. Who? How many people in your family? I'm just trying to see what kind of insanity you're living amongst. It's just uh, my parents and then my brother. That's all of us right now. Okay. Yep. What have you been doing? Now, I, I wanted to check on you. This was super important to me because you are known for an intense focus on the game of basketball conditioning, your shot, which is a nice way of saying that you have kind of a sicko obsession with playing the game and working out. We are doing more of a check-in with you, sort of a well-being check. Okay. How have you been doing away from the game? I've been doing really well, actually. I've been just spending time with my family and It just makes you more grateful and realize that you can't take anything for granted. You can't take the time that you have with your family just because something like this could happen at any time. And this time with my family is just something that I really like. I'm a family person, so I wouldn't change anything in the world. Absolutely. Are you um, able to practice any basketball with your brother or parents? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm able to um, get some shots up here and there. And me and my brother, we're very competitive. Uh, he likes to compete. I like to compete. So whenever we play one-on-one, I don't think we finished the game of one-on-one since probably like 2012 or something. Because <laughs> if one of us are up, then we'll start arguing over a foul or something like that. And then the game, it's over with. So, How old is your brother? My brother's 25. Okay. I, I was raised an only child. So anytime I was playing basketball in the front yard, I was playing against myself. So if I was yelling at myself, we had a much bigger problem. Problem, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So before this quarantine and work stoppage, what was the longest you went without playing basketball? The longest I went without playing, I'll probably say at least probably like three, three weeks. Three weeks. Just because like after the season, you have to take like three, four weeks off just to make sure your body's recruit. And I was like, that was last year. That was after last season. But since then, like high school, middle school, I was always playing, always doing something. 
This is a very basic bitch question, but I definitely want to ask you it because there's very little players that I've been able to do research on that seem to be so connected to the game of basketball. And I I wanted to ask you, what is it that makes you, you know, your teammates look at you and think, this dude eats, breathes, sleeps the game. What What is it that you love about this game that you've been playing since you were a kid? I'll say I love to compete. I love the work. I love to get in there and just work. If I'm in the gym, I always say, if I'm in here, I might as well work. I might as well work. Um, that's something that, that gets me going. And that's something that I always, always um, live by. And if you talk to any of my teammates, they'll tell you that I've always done that and I always come to work each and every day um, ready to go. Have you been watching tape of games and stuff? Because I know you're a big tape guy. Yeah. Actually, me, my dad, my brother, we sit down at least every other day or twice some days to watch the games that I played like through and through, like from start to finish. And just mark different situations where I feel like I could have maybe made the right decision, maybe pass it to my teammates or shot the open shot and just different stuff like that. And you just track how many times a game that that has happened mm-hmm. and you're just breaking down my game and as well as um, my decision making. Yeah. Well, yesterday I ate eight cookies. Oh, yeah. Eight. Yeah. It's a little different than watching team footage. Yeah. What kind of cookies you have? Oh, boy. They were snickerdoodle. Oh, they're so good, Colin. That means you just can't eat one there. I know, I can't. I, I honestly, even like listening to you say you watched physical activity hurts my knees right now. I feel like I'm so out of shape. Do you keep in touch with other guys in uh, on the team? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We do like a team Zoom call mm-hmm. twice a week. So we do that as well as I, I text my guys just to make sure everything's good. And then I talk to like some of the coaches and just to see how their family's doing, because right now, the only thing we can do is pretty much continue the communication. Yeah. Without the gym, how have you been doing a little bit of conditioning? What What have you been doing to exercise? I've been doing, like, high-intensity uh, workouts, workouts that um, no breaks in between, just making sure that I'm staying in shape, as well as, like, riding bikes. I'm a very, I like riding bikes, and um, I have a few bikes that I ride, especially, like, on different trails and stuff like that, huh. like mountain bikes. I just do things just to keep my mind free, as well as just, like, being outside. I love being outside. Yeah, I saw you online working out in your driveway, which I feel like is kind of the only place any of us can go very far. Yeah, can't go too far. I was very happy when I found out I was talking to you today because I have a very specific question for you, for Colin Sexton. At the season stoppage, you were averaging almost 21 points per game, shooting 56% from the floor. You had a career high of 41 points on March 4th against the Celtics. Your final game of the season, 26 points and five assists against the Bulls. You were uh, NBA jam on fire, and then it just ended. How much does it hurt considering you were on a streak? Like, you know, you were really running those last two weeks. How much does it affect you to have it just end? It hurts. It hurts a whole lot just because, like, I was on the rhythm. But other than myself being on the rhythm, I felt like as a team, we were really good. We were starting to, we was moving in the right direction. I think it was five and six with Coach JB. And you could tell how things were moving in the right direction where we were out there just playing and just having fun. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of tough for a new head coach to get that rhythm so fast. And it was definitely cool. And I wish would have been able to finish the season and just, just finish strong, maybe even ruin some other teams' playoff hopes but, and get wins as, as we did. So. Yeah, and you guys weren't playoff bound, but you've went through four coaches since you joined the team in 2018. And things, like you said, were starting to feel good with Bickerstaff. And 
it's how a team gets better, especially since this was only your second season, really, by fighting through it and getting experience and getting those reps and getting the games done. And it feels like so many people in the league are pointing to you guys as a young, up-and-coming team, but you guys also need the experience. So this this really kind of affects the Cavs more than you would think. Absolutely. I feel like the only way people get better is if they're out there playing, if they're out there competing each and every night. It's hard for someone to get better when, when they're not playing. We don't know what to expect now, but we're all just pretty much just staying in shape and just staying ready just because at any given time, we may, they may be like, all right, season may start in a month or so. But as a team, we're all just pretty much just waiting to see yeah, I mean, you, you brought up the season and, and the playoffs and stuff. It's looking more and more likely that, that the season won't come back, I think, if we were to have to guess. Yeah. By some weird bylaw, I, I we've heard that the Lakers would win the championship or the Bucks or I mean, would any of that stuff feel legit at all to you? I know you guys weren't in the mix, but what do you think should happen if the season does stop now? It's kind of tough because you have to think, say, for instance, the base, like, all right, when, if the season does come back, let's just do the playoffs. But then if you just do the playoffs, think about all the teams that are like, all right, one game out of the AFC, two games out of the AFC. Like, it was still a long season left to be played, and you have to put it injuries, and those things factor into it. So we can't just say, all right, this team would have won the championship. So it's kind of tough because you just never know. Yeah, totally. I mean, especially in basketball, things, when you get on a streak, you never know who can keep moving through the playoffs. If the season does end today, in addition to the strange playoff situation, it puts the Cavs in a very good position to get a top three pick. The draft is going to be very strange. We know that. If it goes on as scheduled, even without the tournament or traditional workouts, I want to ask how it feels for you. Because in my opinion, I love the Cavs as a young run and gun team. And I can't stop thinking about you and Garland playing perfectly with Anthony Edwards. Have you been watching at all any of Edwards games? Yeah, I've been watching him. He's from Atlanta, so I've been knowing him for a long time now. So that's my guy. And you see what he did at Georgia. He had a tremendous season. But he's he's actually really good and uh, can't wait to see what happens for him. So I know. I would love for him as an option for you guys. All right, again, Anthony Edwards at the Cavs. He's, I'm shipping that into the universe. After this break, more with Colin Sexton. As you know, communities are experiencing these difficult times differently across the country. Feeding America is working tirelessly to ensure our most vulnerable populations, students who are out of school, the elderly, individuals whose jobs are impacted, and low-income families continue to have access to food and other needed resources during this emergency. The Feeding America Food Bank Network is committed to serving communities and people facing hunger in America during the COVID-19 pandemic. Right now, their greatest need is donations and support of local food banks. This series is committed to donating all proceeds from the show to Feeding America, and we hope that you can join us in this effort too. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org backslash COVID-19. Now, here's the rest of my chat with Colin Sexton. Question about the quarantine and everything. The Cavs played the Jazz on March 2nd. The Jazz's Rudy Gobert was the first player diagnosed with COVID-19, which turned into, I, I mean, it changed the world. The NBA really, again, uh, it's a league that sort of starts a trend for the rest of the world to look at, especially the sports universe. And then some of his uh, teammates started testing positive. Since you guys played them within 14 days, what did that mean for you? Um, we all got on like a phone call and stuff. and We just talked about it. Because, like, we we didn't realize it until they actually told us about how serious it was. So we all just got on the phone call and just talked about it. But to me, it made everybody a little bit, like, I'll probably say it made it feel more real. 
because now you've played someone who's had it and you know someone who had it. So now it, it makes you feel a lot more real than, than anything else. Yeah, I mean, what did you guys have to do because of that? Was there something, you know, was the team terrified? Did you guys have to go through a certain process because you were kind of exposed to it? Yeah, we did, like, right after. I think we, we had to stay in the house for, like, seven more days because uh, everyone was good, but, like, we stayed in the house a little bit longer, and um, they made sure that there was no one around us. Just if we did have it, then we couldn't pass it along. So yeah. um, the Cavs organization definitely stepped up really quick and made a decision for all of us. How involved have the Cavs been with, with uh, administration and, and the executives? Like, have they been in contact with you guys throughout this uh, stoppage? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've been doing a lot of different calls. They'll reach out or like even we'll reach out to them just to check on their family because at the end of the day, it's all a big family. No matter what team you're on or, or anything like that, if you're a part of like the NBA organization, you're a big family. So whether it's our team or other teams, we're all just pretty much just checking up on one another. Yeah, because I was imagining if I was, you know, if I had played basketball or you know, even in a smaller selection of one of my friends, had uh, been diagnosed. I guess I just replay every situation I was near that person. Like, did you replay every basket, every defensive move? Were you like, oh man, did I did I guard Gobert? Like, you know what I mean? Were you trying to figure out who you had touched in the game? Not at all, because at the end of the day, we all touched the same basketball. And yeah. so I didn't really think of it too much. I just wanted to make sure that um, my teammates and I were all healthy and make sure that we were all good. Well, great. Well, Colin, we try to end every interview uh, with something positive that we could pass along and then i'll give you some dumb suggestions first is there anything on a positive manner that you think has happened during quarantine during this entire virus time that we've adapted to be safe that you think we could do once things clear up like the world is going to change we all know that is there anything that you've seen happen now that you think can sort of transcend into the time where we're no longer stuck in our houses i would say just the communication you call your, your family members, you call people around you a lot more. Now that this has happened, it shouldn't have came to this where like you only talk to certain people once a week or twice a week. But now you talk to them maybe, maybe every day, at least just a little bit. And that's something positive that we can definitely get out of this. Just continue to call those loved ones around you and just continue just to be there for one another. Absolutely, man. Except your brother, he can never beat you one-on-one. We know that. Not at all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have I have a, a nine month old, and much like you, oh, yeah. yeah, much like you, it's like we're so focused on our work and things that we're doing and and our passions, and mm-hmm. and, and this really did sort of ground the idea for me of being like I'm here to wake him up every day, I'm here to see him, I'm here, I'm here to go in another room and work for a while, then come back out, you know, like it's just it definitely helps understand family a lot, and I I appreciate that answer. Let's get into something stupid now. Here are some suggestions that I have for you. Again, I'm concerned. I want to make sure you have uh, interests and hobbies outside of the game, especially during quarantine. So here are a couple things that I suggest for you during this very boring time. First, it is something called Netflix Party. Do you know about Netflix Party? No, I haven't. Okay, so Netflix Party is a new way to watch something on Netflix with your friends. This is not a sponsor or anything. It's just a very cool thing that people have been talking about online. It synchronizes your playback. So if you need to go to the bathroom and, or whatever, or there's a phone call, you can press pause, and then it pauses everyone's Netflix at the same time. And during the movie, you can group chat. So I see this as a way that you can sit with all of your teammates or friends and thousands of people if you want to invite them, but they can watch, like, say, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse with Colin Sexton. Oh, yeah. 
I think that would be cool. That's a good idea, right? And you could tweet it out. You could go, hey, guys, I'm about to watch, I don't know, You've Got Mail. I'm about to watch You've Got Mail with, with the lovable Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Right. Everybody, jump in, watch this movie with me, and then we can chat. And talk about it. Oh, yeah, that's cool. All right. Be on the lookout for Colin Sexton's uh, romantic comedy watch. Uh, second, succulents. Do you know? Do you know about these little plants, succulents? Uh-uh. No, I haven't heard of. Okay. You're in your 20s, early 20s, which means, you know, what are you going to do? Take care of plants? But this is the time. They look like almost these little cactus, like cacti, mm-hmm. and they're in these little pots. They're very relaxing to take care of, a little bit like Daniel Sun and those trees you used to have to cut for Mr. Miyagi. Right. But once you start traveling again, you'll need to entrust someone with taking it over. But but I, I thought this is a very relaxing time for you. Maybe get into succulents. Okay. All right. All right. Not too, not not, not think about that. Not the response I was looking for. But lastly, okay, this one is a bit of a tongue twister, but I really like it. Here it is. All right. It's a restaurant. It's a restaurant which I know is not a hot property right now, but this is purely delivering. Okay, so you, this is like a Postmate situation for you. You ready? Yes. Okay. It's called Call In or Text In Colin Sexton's Tex Mexican Restaurant. It is a Tex Mex place that you call in or text and Colin Sexton sets up the order and then sends someone to your house. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. It's I like that. Perfect. See, I like that. We idea. had to get through Netflix party and the terrible succulents to get there, but I will set up a possible company name of Colin or Texton, Colin Sexton's Tex Mexican restaurant. Right. I'm nervous that Atlanta, I'm nervous in Atlanta where you're from or Cleveland where you play, there's not a real pop in Tex Mex scene, but the name's good. Yeah, the name is really good. That's actually real catchy, actually. I like there that. There you go. Perfect. Colin Sexton, I appreciate you. I, I really am truly such a fan, and I loved seeing you streak. It's one of my favorite teams to watch on my league pass is the Cavs, just because I think there's such a strong young base there. So I can't wait to see who you guys draft and, and getting back out there on the court and turning into a playoff team, bud. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, and I hope you and your family are safe um, during this tough time. You too, man. Uh, and and send, send my love to everybody and stay safe and, and uh, talk soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. The No Sports Report is produced and distributed by Treefort Media. The show is executive produced by Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, and me, Jensen Carton. Our series producer is Matthew Kugler. Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer and sound supervisor with additional production help from Tim Schauer, June Rosen, and Haley Mandelberg with production and editing by Jasper Leak. Our theme music is composed by Spielkus. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You have nothing else to do. Send it to your friends, tweet, share, post about it, do whatever you can. And please visit feedingamerica.org. And if you're able to make a donation, any amount will help make a difference. And you can learn more about other ways to help on their website. For more information on the No Sports Report, links to the socials, and for our show transcripts for the hearing-impaired listeners, please go to treefort.fm. Be safe and be well.